Welcome back to the One About Podcast. My name is Gabriella. I'm your host. You might know me from my Instagram at the wine about. Today, let's get right into it. We want to know what is natural wine, or I should say, you want to know what is natural wine. Now, many wine folk dislike this term, natural wine. I'm doing little bunnies right now, natural wine. And you might also hear it referred to as low intervention, minimal intervention, naked wine, roll wine. Some people even just say fermented juice. There's a whole bunch of names for it. But to keep things nice and simple, I will be referring to it as natural wine. So what is natural wine? Now, the goal when you're making natural wine, the overall goal is to have as little human intervention as possible in the journey from the vineyard to the wine. And we are starting to care more and more about what we are putting into our body as consumers. And I found so many statistics Um, online that confirm this. So the liquor marketing group has recorded a 523% increase in organic wine sales in 12 months. That is insane. Um, 523 increase for organic wines. The global organic wine market is anticipated to reach 21.5 billion USD by 2030. So the numbers are there and numbers do not lie. So let's get into what all the fuss is about. Today I'm going to cover the official French um, certification, the logos that they've introduced for people to put on the bottle, what happens in the vineyard, what happens in the winery, and how they can affect the taste and appearance of the wine. Now, firstly, France is really the only country to have legally defined natural wine. It is more of an ideology. It's wine in its purest form. Wine made from unadulterated fermented grapes and nothing else. Natural wine is essentially how wine used to be made. It's a traditional way. Um, I know some people say it's trendy, it's going to fade out, but no. Okay, if you look at wine, say from Audi um, and those bulk supermarket wines, they are the ones that are using modern additives and modern practices in the wine. Now, natural wine has its devotees and it has its trolls, but I'm going to remain neutral in this podcast and simply explain what it is so you can just listen and learn. Let's start off with all the legalities. So we have the official French definition and the logos that you might spot on some of these labels. So the natural wine movement in France kicked off around the um, late 1980s. Uh, And in the past decade, though, it's really taken off into kind of an international phenomenon with winemakers across the world jumping on board. So like the French do with all their wine appellations and when new trends come in and go, even though it's not a new trend, I just said it's not a new trend, but they want to define everything and put laws against it. Some people were for this, saying that, you know, natural winemakers should um, have that certification and that acknowledgement, where other natural winemakers said, no, this goes against exactly what the whole natural wine movement is, and we don't want you putting all these laws on us. And I feel like the whole natural wine scene, it's like, if you know, you know, and it's there's a lot of these hype wines and cult winemakers, so they don't necessarily need that logo on the back of their bottle to help them with sales at the end of the day because most of these producers are so small and they sell out like that. Like I, I struggle to get my hands on things. Some of these hype wines, you, you know, only half a dozen to a dozen even get into the country where I am, which is Australia. 
But in 2020, the French government approved a legal definition of natural wine and created a new category called Vin Method Nature. And the successful applicants will be able to display the local on the bottles. Now they actually need to submit their bottles, um, their cuvées, the wines, every single year. And each cuvée has to be submitted separately as well. You can't just submit yourself as a producer. You must submit the bottles. Uh, there are a few rules. So the grapes must have organic certification or biodynamic, but you can't just say you're using organic grapes and not going to take your word for it. You do need that certification. They have to be hand harvested. So no big machine pickers going through the vineyard. That's a big no-no. And fermented using native yeasts. So this is yeast just found naturally on the grapes and in the in the winery. And also there is no additives allowed, so they can't add sugar, they can't add acid, they can't add a tannin. There's no additives. Um, there's also a few fairly modern winemaking techniques that are pretty aggressive that are not allowed. So, for instance, fermovinification. So fermovinification is a pre-fermentation process of heating whole or crushed grapes to promote the rapid extraction of phenolic compounds from the grape skins, particularly um, the colour compounds and for Simon. I, love, I can't, can't say that. Particularly the colour compounds, which are anthocyanins in red wines. So they really just want to extract and extract everything. Not allowed. Reverse osmosis, which was a really, really um, common technique used in Bordeaux by uh, Michel Rowland. He used to recommend it to everyone. And by everyone, I mean all the wineries that he would advise for. And what reverse osmosis does is it effectively removes impurities and decreases alcohol levels. Another one that is not allowed is flash pasteurization, and that ensures the microbiological stabilization of the wines by destroying all the bacteria and yeast. So that's a big no-no because with natural wine, you're not going to add anything and you're not taking away. And with flash pasteurization, you're literally destroying all yeasts and all bacteria. Another one is cross-flow filtration. And what this does, it clarifies the wine, it gives it a clear appearance and it makes the wine um, stable. So you're killing everything so you can't have any spoilage happen after the wine is bottled. Now, no sulfur at all is allowed to be used during the winemaking process, but sulfur can be used at bottling, but it is restricted. So you can have up to 30 milligrams per litre of sulfur dioxide only after fermentation, and wines with no added sulfites may be labelled um, Vina Method Natural Sand Sulfites Adjutes, which is natural method without the sulfites. I suspect other countries will you know, follow suit and define natural wine, but as of 2022, France is really the only country who have gone full force and, you know, created this whole system for natural wines. Um, but we, I think we'll see it. I think we might see it from other countries within Europe, maybe not in the new world, though. So now we've gotten all the legalities out of the way with France. I'm going to talk you through a more vague version of what natural wine is because the majority of natural wine out there does not carry this certification. So we'll talk about what happens in the vineyards, what happens in the winery, and we'll make sense of all of this. So all good wine starts in the vineyards. You cannot make good wine from shit grapes. It's just fact. You can't do it. And also with natural wine, you don't have all the tools that 
um, conventional winemakers have. So the grapes have to be good because you cannot manipulate them. So good fruit, let's start that. <laughs> let's start off with good fruit. Grapes should be farmed organically. Some take it one step further and use biodynamically farmed grapes. I know some winemakers don't seek out organic certification. So if they're having a really wet year or, you know, lots of disease pressure, they have the ability to save um, their crop by spraying. And I mean, you can, you can take what you want from that, but I know a lot of people do make natural wine, not using certified organic grapes. Do you care? Do you guys care if they're not certified? Does that bother you? That's actually a good question. I might ask that on my Instagram and poll because there are a few like cult Australian winemakers that I know are not using certified organic grapes because they want the opportunity, not the opportunity, but they want to have the option to spray their vineyards if they need to, which is fair enough, each to their own, each to their own. Now, laws around organics and biodynamics, they're going to differ slightly from country to country. In organic farming, you cannot use any artificial fertilizer or synthetic chemical pesticides or herbicides. So to assist in fighting and preventing disease and pests in the vineyard, there are a few chemical products that are allowed and considered to be natural. The main one, so organic growers will use, is um, copper compounds. So usually it's a copper sulfate mixed with lime to help fight off crop-destroying diseases. They are also free to use organic fertilizers that could be a byproduct from you know, animal products, plants, or even composted grape skins. Biodynamic farming is a whole nother video topic, I should say podcast, but to keep things simple, it is organic farming plus the principles written out by Rudolf Steiner. The aim in biodynamics is to make your vines as strong as possible so they can naturally combat attacks from diseases. There's a long list of biodynamic preparations, but the most commonly used ones and the ones I always remember is 500. So that's based on cow manure and they actually will bury cow manure in cow horns for a period of time and then dig up the cow horns, take out the manure and then mix it with water and spray it all over the vineyard. So there's that. Then there's also 501 preparation, which is finely ground up quartz. Some biodynamic growers will also reference the biodynamic moon calendar and take into account cosmic rhythms. So now we have those organic and biodynamic healthy, healthy grapes. Now it's time to take them into the winery and they must enter the winery after they have been hand harvested. No machine pickers, none at all, please. And once the grapes are crushed and fermentation is carried out, it must happen with native yeasts, so indigenous yeast. It's pretty similar to the to what I was explaining before with the French um, certification. The point of difference in natural winemaking versus conventional is there's no additives, and additives used in conventional winemaking include, but definitely not limited to, yeast, acid, sugar, and tannin. There are actually more than 60 approved additives that American winemakers can use to manipulate their wines without even listing them on the label. People freak out because they see sulfur on the label, guys. Sulfur is probably the worst. I mean, sorry, not the worst. Sulfur is probably the least thing you have to worry about. So once the fermentation is finished, all the grape material and dead yeast cells are allowed to settle before being decanted into clean vessels for bottling. So some winemakers will choose to do a light filtration and remove larger particles, Others will just leave them cloudy as hell in the bottle with stuff floating everywhere. Real chunky, chunky wine I've seen out there. Sulfur additions always seem to be a bit of a debate, but some natural winemakers will just add a little before bottling like they do in France for that certification 
And then you have the other side where the natural winemakers see it as an additive and do not want to put it in their wine. Fair enough, their wine, their recipe. Now, how can these natural wines taste and appear differently? So you might be able to tell straight away that you're looking at a natural wine because more often than not, they are cloudy and some even have quite a noticeable amount of sediment floating around. And natural wines are often described as funky, cloudy, barnyard, electric. And I'm sure these descriptors don't mean much to you because they don't really mean anything to me either. And they just make the whole tasting experience a little bit more confusing. I've enjoyed, you know, hundreds of natural wines over the years and some taste clean as a whistle. You would not even know. It's a natural wine when you're drinking it, whilst others scream natural wine. It can even taste a bit sour, a bit cidery. Some smell like literal dog poo. Others leave a fairy feeling in your mouth. And I mean, there's everything in between. So they can honestly be a bit of a gamble and an expensive one at that. Expensive because you've got the organic and biodynamic fruit and they're a bit more labor intensive in, in um, in the vineyard. So I highly suggest taking recommendations from people who have tasted the wines first to avoid having to pour them down the drain. But do approach these wines with an open mind because you will taste and smell things you haven't before in the supermarket wines. And I'm sure you'll find a bottle that you do fall in love with. Just ask for a recommendation, guys. This was a short and sweet podcast. Thank you for listening. I bloody love you guys.